an update on Ryan Jensen and what the Buccaneers are going to do in his absence. There are some wide receiver standouts early on, and Kyle Trask is going to get plenty of work in the near future. Let's go. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome to the Locked On Box Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And we thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. I am James Yarko, joined by my very busy co-host, Mr. David Harrison. You can check out his work over at Sports Illustrated's BucksGameDay.com. Check out mine at SBNationsBucksNation.com. And, of course, follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. And we do thank you again for making the Locked on Bucks podcast your first listen or your first view every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. James, the Buccaneers got some somewhat encouraging news Though we have to temper expectations as we don't have the full picture yet because Ryan Jensen is supposed to miss quote unquote significant time, according to Todd Bowles. When Coach Bowles met with the media on Friday, he said, quote, don't know the severity of it per se, but I do know he'll miss some significant time up to a couple of months, whether he'll be back later in the season, November or December. That depends on what they find in the knee, but he won't be available anytime soon. End quote. James, say some things. (laughs) uh okay so the i guess the encouraging part right is that todd bowles didn't sit in front of the media and say yeah jensen's done for the year that's encouraging that means that if there is significant damage it wasn't enough right out of the gate for them to go okay yeah he's he's done put him on the shelf he's not going to play for brady's last ride that said it's still a downgrade, no matter what you do, whether it's Robert Hainsey or Nick Leverett or if they sign J.C. Treader, whatever the case may be, it's a downgrade no matter how you look at it, going from Ryan Jensen to anybody else. That said, uh, Robert Hainsey has really impressed so far through his limited work as the starting center uh, with this with this offensive line. And they've been shuffling some things with the offensive line early on in camp. I don't think they've quite found the combination that they love yet or if they're going to find a combination that they actually love or one that they're just going to be like, yeah, this works the best. But Robert Hainsey, you know, he's put in a lot of work in the offseason, as, as Carmen Vitale said when she was on last week and – you know, Robert Hainsey's worked with A.Q. Shipley. He had glowing remarks about Hainsey on the Pat McAfee show last week. So it there still, there's no way around it. It stinks that Jensen's hurt at all. But leaving the door open at this stage already that he could return, to me, I mean, you you got to take the glass half full approach. Uh, absolutely. And, you know, from a from a media literacy, from a media literacy standpoint, I always look for the hidden message or the hidden reason for the message. Right. And and that sounds a little bit pessimistic, but really, it's just it's just a way to get around uh, coach talk circumlocution, right? Talking or talking around a topic or giving an answer without giving an answer. Um, 
there's no benefit here to Todd Bowles saying something like what he said. There, there's absolutely no, there's no strategic benefit. You know, nobody, you know, facing the Buccaneers in December is like, oh man, Ryan Jensen might be back, guys. We're totally, you know, they totally messes up our plan. Like nobody, nobody is, is is going around that. Now, the thing that concerns me about this, right? And this is pure conjecture, this is just purely my speculation where my brain went. So please, nobody out there, like this is not news, this is not a report, don't take it that way. But I just I don't like the uh, it depends on what they find in the knee because what that means because we know he went through a battery test uh, shortly after the injury. Don't know all the extent of the test, but I imagine an MRI and an X-ray was done. And if they didn't get conclusive information, it could mean that the swelling uh, around the injured uh, limb is is too great at was too great at the time to get a clear image and to be decisive. Which means to me, the more swelling that your body's natural reaction to defending itself against injury and further harm. So you know, put put two and two together, right? Again, I'm not a doctor, so that's just my kind of like layman's assumption of things. I and I and really the only uh, example I truly have is that I go back to when I tore everything up in my ankle. Uh, my ankle like wound to the size of like a basketball because my ankle literally said everything in here is destroyed. Let's protect everything else from not being further destroyed. And, you know, and that's basically what I was told is your ankle swelled as much as it did because everything inside of it was done. And your your basically your body was like, we need to make this as firm as possible because everything that supports you there is gone. So that's one thing that really kind of concerns me. But again, that's me connecting some dots at coach bowls, medicals, you know, nobody really put out. So again, that's, that's, Pure speculation, which I know we hate to do about injuries, but this is more the diagnosis thing and not the injury. I think I feel anyway um, about it. So either way, you know, the we go back to Vita Vea, honestly, right? Like Vita Vea, if you remember when he got hurt against Chicago Bears, the, the same kind of thing was kind of said. It wasn't like so much definitive, like maybe he could return. It was just kind of like, you know, this isn't necessarily like a 12 month injury. It's not necessarily a full nine month injury uh, type of thing like that. But it, but it wasn't. It was it was kind of being talked about from the coaching staff as maybe it wasn't as bad as everybody initially had thought it was. And then he eventually ends up uh, being able to come back. Now the Buccaneers are still going to have the challenge of getting through September, October, November, probably December uh, before they you know even have that possibility. Uh, and who knows what's happening by then? Um, and then also there's another side of this, James. That I don't know how you feel about. It. I can't answer it for Ryan. You can't answer it for Ryan. We can answer it for it about ourselves, but it's hard to without being in his position. I mean, look, he may get some medical advice. Says, look, dude, the best thing for you long term is surgery and recover, which means the season. But like, if you're asking me, could you medically go out there and potentially come back in January, you know, early February, help with the playoff push? Yes, we know Ryan's a warrior. We know he's a he's a fighter. He's he's tough as nails. You know what I mean? But even when you're tough, like there's 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 a certain part of you and, and, you know, his family loves him and they, and they want what's best for his long-term health as well. As well. There's going to be a part of him that, that even for a second, maybe uh, has to hesitate and think, you know, let's, let's think like is, is risking 23, 24, 25, 26 worth coming back in 2022. And I know some fans are going to immediately say, yes, of course this is what they do this for. Da, da, da. Yeah. But they also do this to provide themselves and their families with a long-term security. So, you know, there, there's conflicting motivations here. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason that Ali Marpet retired as young as he did. He was thinking long-term, how am I going to be physically and mentally when I'm 40, 50, 60 years old? And that's obviously something that's going to to come up. And, you know, I can I agree with you completely. I can see Ryan Jensen being the guy in the doctor's office saying, look, if it's about pain tolerance, am I going to make it worse if I go out there in mid-December 
and get us through the end of the season and get us through a playoff push? And if the answer is no, and it's strictly about pain management, he'll probably go out there or find a way to be out there. If the doctor says, well, yeah, you can absolutely make it worse, uh, and it could be an even longer recovery, it could be an even bigger uphill battle, then, Mm -hmm. yeah, he's going to make the smart decision beyond just the 2022 season because you know these guys aren't machines they are human they have injuries and they have futures after this game this game is only around for them for so long 10 years if you're lucky uh in in brady's case of course you know 22 years is unheard of Mm -hmm. so he has to make the best decision for him hopefully the best decision for him and the best result for the buccaneers are one in the same. Also, I have it written down in stone on July 30th. David (sighs) guarantees things are awful. Things are awful. Yeah, it's it's hard to tell. You know what I mean? And honestly, I would never, I'm not going to judge Ryan for if 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 that information even comes out, first of all, if we become privy to that kind of a decision process, uh, I wouldn't judge him for either decision. That's an impossible place to even try to project your feelings onto somebody else. So, uh, bottom line, we wish the best of luck to him. Again, Hainsey appears to be doing uh, fairly well. You mentioned Carmen Vitale. I actually messaged her uh, because she's done a lot of extensive work uh, with offensive linemen. And in her time with the Buccaneers, she got a, a first-class education on a lot of coaching, a lot of technique-type things in the trenches especially. Um, and, and she did kind of confirm, like, you know, without pads, it's, you know, take everything with a, with a, with a pretty big grain of salt. Like, the towel placement on the backup centers is more important right now than how they're performing. Uh, on the offensive line. But once the pads come on next week, then you really start to get a look at that. And if you want to hear that full conversation with Carmen from last week on her comments about Robert Hainsey specifically, who she identified as the offensive lineman she thinks is going to surprise people the most. And now here he is getting his opportunity. Uh, That episode is linked in the description, or you can just go back to last week. uh, And the thumbnail says big red machine because we were very excited about Ryan Jensen. And unfortunately that came, well, not the excitement didn't come to an end, but it appears that his season, or if not more, most of his season, came to an end. James, something that we would all like to see come to an end is financial problems because, let's be honest, we've all been in a situation at some point in our lives where we're a little tight on cash. Maybe we can only afford a few gallons uh, of gas. Maybe we couldn't afford to go to the favorite restaurant, or maybe we just needed to, a little bit of help getting the bills put together. If you're out there living paycheck to paycheck or struggling to make ends meet, you're not alone. It can be really stressful when unexpected expenses come up, especially in a time like that. Now, Dave can help you get out of a pinch when you really need it. Uh, You can't change the past, but what if you could go forward a little bit and get a little bit of help from your future self? Now you can with Dave. Dave is the banking app that helps you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. It is not my money. That's more money. I feel like Terry Bradshaw. It's more money to fill your tank, buy that gift if you need to catch up on the bills. You know what, man? Maybe it's just the money to go have a nice dinner and just enjoy life for a minute and, and get away from the stress. Let's let's be honest. Either way, you can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hangups. There's no interest, no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief that they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch, need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly from a bank, not from me. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve. Member FDIC. Future you will thank you. 
for all of those listening and not watching, James keeps pointing at me when I say that Dave will give you money. I will not give you money. Thanks for making the Locked on Bucks podcast first listener and first view every single day. We are just one week into training camp and the wide receiver battle. Already one of the more exciting battles entering camp that we talked about uh, pretty extensively, I feel like, um, is getting pretty tight because uh, there's no doubt that Russell Gage is going to be a part of the offense and his job isn't in jeopardy whatsoever as wide receiver three, as far as I'm concerned. But he has been impressive so far. Of course, wide receiver three, a Julio Jones has also been pretty impressive, as has Brashad Perryman. Uh, But remember, Gage missed OTAs and minicamp, but already seems to be fully grasping the playbook and the expectations that one of the good teams in the NFC South is expecting from him. Uh, one of the teams not fighting each other in training camp in the first week of training camp. I missed this. What happened there? You missed this? The Atlanta Falcons it. had to cancel practice early on Saturday because not a fight, James, because of too many fights, <laughs> multiple fights. Even the day Falcons four. Day four. And I only imagine it was the Mariota and Ritter factions coming after each other. Ooh. I don't know. They were doing some one-on-ones, actually, because people were flipping out over Drake London catching a pass that was underthrown terribly over a cornerback that probably wouldn't make most other rosters in the NFC South. Um Actually, I don't know who the corner was, so I'm just talking trash about the Falcons at this point in time. It could have been A.J. Terrell, who obviously would make all the rosters. Um, but anyway, the Atlanta Falcons are not uh, they are not a trash can not fire. <laughs> not a trash can not fire. Full disclosure, my Saturday was completely hectic, so I yeah. missed a lot of Nobody's things. Nobody's going to blame me for missing any social media day. traffic. Social media is a rapid fire stock exchange of humor and anger. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, okay, so... I'm, I'm obviously very excited about Russell Gage. Uh, I was excited about the signing. I've liked him for a very long time. I think he's a great receiver. So the fact that he's impressing early on, the fact that even missing those off-season workouts and the, you know, all of those things earlier in the year, they've not affected him. That's fantastic. He was speaking to the media, talking about how the Bucks make things really simple for him. You know, he knows exactly what he needs to do on any given play. Brady makes things very simple for him. So it's it's good to see that he's getting acclimated very early on. It, it's a very positive sign. But as for some guys that are not, you know, already guaranteed a roster spot, they don't already have their place locked and loaded. Uh, two guys, David, that you and I both didn't have, well, we each didn't have one or the other making our initial 53-man roster prediction, and that's no. Tyler Johnson and Jalen Darden. So both of these guys have impressed early, and uh, Todd Bowles said, quote, Tyler came in in great shape. That's good news because that's not something that happened last year. It's also something that Evan Klosky said he was going to keep his eye on. Uh, Bowles continued to say, quote, I think he's learned the offense a little more, so he's playing a lot freer than he was the last two years. This is a great camp for him. He'll get a lot of playing time and we'll get to see what he's really doing, end quote. On the flip side, Jalen Darden was you know, a topic of conversation for GM Jason Light, who said, quote, 
Darden has shown a lot of improvement from last year, end quote, though he is going to have serious competition for reps at both receiver and on returns. That, according to The Athletic's Greg Allman, godfather of the Locked On a Bucks podcast. So, David, I had Tyler Johnson making my roster. You right. had Jalen Darden making your roster. Right. Both guys getting some praise for being a, a little bit more on top of things early on in training camp. We knew, uh, you know, it was a, a story last year about Tyler Johnson's uh, shape. And then, of course, I was I was ripping Jalen Darden up and down all season long for some pretty bad decisions, some pretty bad mistakes that he was making. If he's taking a big leap forward, you know, you still have Scotty Miller. You still have Rashad Perryman. You still have uh, Cyril Grayson. You you still have serious competition, and these guys are all fighting for two spots, maybe three. Yeah, it's nuts. I don't see how it's three. I mean, you gotta you gotta bring offensive linemen into this thing. You can't you can't like the loss of Ryan Jensen makes it more likely the Bucks bring in ten offensive linemen. I think than anything. Um, yeah, it's it's gonna be tough. I still give the nod to Jalen Darden though. I mean, we got to see what happens with Pats because the thing about Jalen Darden is, and, and I and I totally get like the 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 Kenny Bell you know likeness of of his offensive contributions. I forgot he existed. Yeah, um, but you, but you look at Grant Stewart, right? Grant Stewart is a similar guy. Like Grant Stewart doesn't really give a lot to the defense, um, and at least in last year's system, they didn't need it from him. You know what I mean? So. It, it, it like it kind of goes back to right like it's only a problem if it's a problem right so we, we and, and I'm gonna switch gears well actually I'm not gonna switch gears so when you talk about wide receivers when a wide receiver comes off the line of scrimmage right so there's a school of thought that would say that the release off the line of scrimmage is the most important skill that a wide receiver possesses because if you can't come off the line of scrimmage if you can't get off the line of scrimmage it doesn't matter you could have the greatest hands in the world if you're not off the line of scrimmage and you're just sitting there getting mauled by a DB it doesn't matter what your hands are like it doesn't matter how fast you are it doesn't matter how high you can jump because you can't get off the stinking line of scrimmage, right? Well, Jahan Dotson, and I know this isn't a Buccaneer, but just go with me on this. Jahan Dotson has a false step. At least I call it a false step. Some people might you know, differ, uh, but I call it a false step in his release. Now, I've kind of conferred with several other people on the sideline and watched Commander's Camp, and they're all like, oh, yeah, I've never noticed that before, but I do. I see a false step. Cool. Got it. So does Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams has a false step. Now, Devontae Adams' false step has almost become like a trademark of his release. You know why? Because it doesn't matter. Like it, it's it's a problem in theory, right? Like in the functionality. Like if you were just give the baseline functionality of a wide receiver release, you don't want to fall step. But it's only a problem if it's a problem. So again, Jalen Darden's lack of ability to contribute to the offense is only an issue if you need Jalen Darden to contribute to the offense. Look at Ryan Smith. He was on the team for how many years because the Buccaneers didn't need him on defense. When did Ryan Smith's tenure end with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? When they started needing him on defense, and they quickly realized, oh, we can't rely on you on defense. Cool. We're going to go find another guy that runs really fast on punt coverage but can also contribute to the defense. Hello, Ross Cockrell. So that's where Jalen Darden is for me. And, and when you look at Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Russell Gage, Julio Jones, Rashad Perryman, Scotty Miller, like there are six, maybe seven guys if they do you know, go against my logic and take eight receivers into the season. If we get through all six of those guys, James, and Jalen Darden is out there as wide receiver two or three, it's already over. It's already done. Just put Kyle in and let Tom retire and go to the booth. All right? It's already done. So that's my thing about it. Like, that's why I still give the nod to Jalen Darden right now because what Tyler Johnson doesn't bring to the team, the team needs. 
right? Like I, I'm a fa- I'm a fan of the guy. Don't get me wrong, but he doesn't bring anything that that somebody else doesn't bring. And what he's not bringing, the team actually needs, which is special teams ability. Jalen brings special teams ability, and they don't need him to be a one, two, three, four, five, or even sixth receiver in the depth chart. Or, or both of them get cut. And they sign Odell Beckham Jr. And they sign Odell Beckham Jr. and Julio Jones is wide receiver five. I don't I don't know what's gonna happen here. Yeah. I you don't need anybody on kickoffs. You don't. I I, 90, I mean, okay, but any coach that says they want to win all three phases of the game, which is what Todd Bowles would say if somebody asked him if he wanted to win all three phases of the game, is gonna tell you differently. Right. But I I don't know. It Jalen Darden still has a lot to prove. I'm just I'm optimistic that he's showing growth early on. But yeah. like you referenced, it's you, you got to take it with a grain of salt before these pads come on. When pads come yeah. on, it's a whole different ball game. You yeah. know what else is a different ball game? Anytime Kyle, anytime Kyle Trask is on the field. That's right. We got Trask talk coming up. But first, betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, NBA, NHL. You got your combat sports, you got your esports, and of course, golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports wagering information from live in game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. Wrapping things up here, and we are talking about the Florida Gator. The man, the myth, the legend, the future, Kyle. Brandon Olson. No, Kyle Trask. Uh, Kyle Trask is going to get plenty of opportunity to show what he's got coming up in the preseason, just like we all thought it should be. Jason Light, when he spoke with the media, mentioned that the Bucks want to see what Trask has, and he'll get the opportunity in the preseason. Light said, quote, that definitely is one of our goals, is to find out as much as we can about Kyle during the preseason. He's going to play a lot. End quote. David, your thoughts on the man wearing Julio Jones' number, Kyle Trask getting lots and lots of snaps so that Essentially, the Bucks can figure out what they have because it sounds like they're really yeah. not sure right now. Um, I love it because I predicted it, and it makes me look smart. That and the glasses also make you look smart. Yeah, well, so I mean, but for real, right? So they have two weeks of joint practices, right? So first yep. coming up against the Dolphins, that's when we'll be down in Tampa for training camp, and then in Nashville against the Tennessee Titans. And Brady is going to get plenty of work against those guys, and he's going to, and they're not allowed to touch him. Uh, and all those things. So you get to protect uh, your most valuable player. And you also get to get in good work against uh, an opposed, an, an actual live opponent. So you get the best of both worlds. No reason to roll him out there in the preseason. Now I could see somebody be like, okay, well, a driver too, you know, let's see what happens. Da, da, da. Um, but either way, you know, I, I think you need to see more of Kyle. You don't need to see as much of Blaine. Like 
I mean, if you want to give like a, a first team series to Tom, a first team series to Blaine, and then the rest needs to be Kyle and Tyler Johnson and Rashad White and Keyshawn Vaughn. Like that, that just needs to be how this preseason looks because you do, you need to know what Kyle Trask is uh, at this point in, in, in time. And again, it, it gives you an interesting dynamic if you're the Buccaneers because, you know, we had a lot of people coming at us saying that Kyle Trask should be trusted to replace Brady when Brady was quote unquote retiring. Right. But we didn't have a whole lot of real reason to trust it necessarily. So you're going to see what the first year to second year product looks like. And if you're the Buccaneers, you already know at least from a mental standpoint, preparation standpoint, what the first second year product looks like to me, the fact that Todd Bowles wants to see Kyle even more on the field shows that he's already at least checked the block for the most part on the mental side of things that you came into camp smarter. You came to camp faster. You came to camp more, uh, familiar and more comfortable and you're looking like a pro quarterback so for all you Gator fans out there the fact that Kyle is going to get a lot of play should make you already more confident in your quarterback because that shows that they that he's earned the trust of the coaches to go get that opportunity uh, to do those things because honestly if he came in and was like oh yeah what was that check again that we went over a year ago and I completely forgot but cool hey Ryan make sure you're make sure you're loosened up buddy you're going to earn those paychecks this preseason um, but instead it looks like Ryan Griffin is not only going to not earn his regular season checks, he may not even earn his preseason checks to become more of a hero for you, James Jarko. But um, I love it because I want more of a platform to to study when we discuss Kyle Trask in 2023. Yeah, I mean, we're going to start to get some evidence one way or another, right? As far as the preseason is concerned, I'm with you 100%. Maybe give Brady and the starting offense a drive against the Miami Dolphins, maybe give them two drives against the Tennessee Titans. Now, against the Colts, the third preseason game, I still believe that needs to be the dress rehearsal. Starters need to play into the second half. We need to, you know, they need to start to get ready because then you got, what, two weeks before your first game. Um, Also, I'm probably going to be in Indianapolis for that game. And I want to see the starters play as much as possible. Uh, I don't want to see any of them get hurt, but I am very, see, I want to, I want to see Kyle Trask play. Like, I mean, don't be wrong. It's Tom Brady. You always want to see Tom Brady play, right? I want to see as much Trask as I can in practice and in Ray J against the dolphins. We might end up having to have like a special Trask edition episode while we're down there at camp and just talk about Kyle Trask for 27 minutes. We and still need an over-under on deuces thrown up during those joint practices. I'm going to s- uh, we'll set that at 2.5. For, for all three practices total? I think they're only practicing together twice. I could be wrong, but I think they're only practicing together twice. I was pretty sure it was three. Either way, I'm thinking like three per day. Oh, no way. Because that brings me to my next over-under. Over under one and a half fights for the entire week. Yeah. Under. I think it's one and then it's done. And it's going to be instigated by somebody throwing up the deuces. And after that happens, they're going to put a stop to it. I don't think it will. I, I honestly, I don't like Tyreek. Like when, when Antoine did it to him in the Super Bowl, Tyreek laughed. Like he was just like, he's like, yeah, bro, you I- got me. I could also see them absolutely posing together for a picture, both throwing up the deuces, just smiling ear to ear. Also, according to Tyreek Hill, Tua Tungavailoa 
is the most accurate quarterback ever. So whatever helps you sleep. Yeah, according to Sammy Watkins, he'd rather play with Aaron Rodgers than Patrick Mahomes, too. And that's absolutely not true. So Mm, that one I could see. I'm just saying I could see it. Aaron Rodgers, he's a he's a really good quarterback. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. You're giving me this look. I'm just saying Aaron Rodgers has had the better career. Granted, he's played longer, but Mahomes' career could end next week. You know How can you say that Aaron Rodgers had the better career when they literally have the same amount of Super Bowl wins and Patrick Mahomes has like 30 more years to play before he hits Aaron Rodgers' age? Uh, because Aaron Rodgers won his pretty early into his starting career, too, and he hasn't won another one since. Who's to say? Yeah, but I'm, I'm saying, though, like Patrick Mahomes still has all these years to win another Super Bowl that Aaron Rodgers never won. Aaron Rodgers, those years are past him. Like, right. That, but he, he can't had, go back and win more Super Bowls there. He still had the opportunity. It's the same thing. Same with Russell Wilson. He won one really early on. Hasn't won another one yet. And we were all talking about, oh, man. Seahawks are going to win so many Super Bowls. Oh, my God. The Chiefs are going to win so many Super Bowls. First of all, I never said any of that stuff. It's the Royal. What I'm saying, though, is you're you're transposing Aaron Rodgers' failure to win another Super Bowl onto Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes has all the potential and opportunities left ahead of him sure. that Aaron Rodgers has already squandered. So to say that Aaron Rodgers has a better career when Patrick Mahomes is a, a decade behind him and Super Bowl opportunities is a little unfair, I think. Is Eli Manning better than Aaron Rodgers? Absolutely not. And okay. rings, well, wins and losses aren't quarterback stats, but don't don't Eli Manning this conversation. I'm just then is Ben Roethlisberger a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers? No, absolutely not. But he still has more rings. Super Bowl argument is invalid, and Aaron Rodgers is. The you are the one who brought up Super Bowls. Actually, no, I think I am. So outro. Super Bowls. <laughs> All right, with that, we are getting out of here. Uh, Thank you for making Locked on Bucks your first listen or view of the day if you made it this far. Now make your second listen to Locked on NFL podcast. Our national NFL experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league because an offseason does not equal a break in action. We are going to be back tomorrow. If you have questions, comments, topics, If you want to agree with me about the fact that David hurt his own argument uh, in the Mahomes versus Rogers debate, of course, you can send us an email to lockdownbuckspodcast at gmail.com or just leave us a voicemail at 813-444-5841. Check out all David's work over at bucksgameday.com. Check out mine at bucksnation.com and make sure you're following along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks, and at Harrison 82 Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire those cannons. Thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked On Bucks.